Hello, you're with Love of Learning, a podcast focused on transforming the world through education and self-education. My name is Dejan Stanchev and I'm your host. Homebird has been a part of our life up to 100 years ago until modern medicine took the power of the mothers and the family and put it into doctors' hands. But is really homebird better option than giving birth in a hospital when you are surrounded by all the doctors and nothing possibly can go wrong? Which is the better environment for the mother? Nice, dimmed and relaxed atmosphere at home under supervision or a safe and sterilized surroundings of the hospital full of mothers that give birth and doctors running around the corridor? How should a woman give a natural birth and what is the best for mother and child? Today, our guest is Magali Dua, a mother of three with an amazing passion of birth, pregnancy and prenatal development. She's on the quest of finding all the answers through the pod her podcast called Real Birth, both in English and French. Her experience with burnout and rethinking life again made her change her attitude towards life and start sharing her experience with birth and pregnancy to empower women around the world and show by example that both parents should take pregnancy and birth seriously and control each aspect of it. Her dream is to travel the world and raise awareness about natural birth all around the globe so women feel confident about their capacities. I admire what she's doing in her busy life and it's a pleasure to have her as my guest. Hi Magali, and thanks for finding time in your schedule to be on Love of Learning and discuss the important topic of birth, which is a little bit left unacknowledged by us and left to the doctors to decide what to do. Hello. Hi, nice Thank to have you here. Thank you for this lovely presentation. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I think you deserve every piece of it. You mentioned that you do cold showers every day. I have tried this for a bit, but somehow it didn't manage to have it as a daily habit, I must admit. How do you manage to have the discipline to do cold showers every day and what do they give you? Do they help uh -huh. you with your burnouts? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so cold showers. The reason why I have cold showers every day is because I put myself in a state of I am in control of my life and having a cold shower every day gives me this confidence that I am the one who is driving the car and I am the one who is in control of what is going to happen and that also I have the choice because when you go under a cold shower every time you think about it you just don't want to do it but when know. you've done it there is so much satisfaction that you've like gone further with yourself and how do I do it it's a very interesting question I've made a routine from it so I have a playlist of super positive uh, happy songs that I love to listen to and they give me the peps to go in the shower have this cold shower and they give me that positive energy That, that I want to do and like start my day with. You know, I, I might try to do that. I, I've been trying cold showers, but I couldn't sustain and do it every day. And especially when it's colder outside, I prefer the, cold, uh, the, the, the hot ones. But okay, we, we'll get back into it a bit later, but I love what you say by giving birth, you give a birth of your new aversion. Sounds really empowering and amazing, especially for women. How giving birth uh, changed you? giving birth is a, a chance in your life 
because while you're pregnant, your state of mind changes. You get to a different consciousness. And this happened by the biological process, okay? When you give birth, your whole self, you have to let go in the process. You have to allow your body to open up to get that new person come along. And all this journey transforms you and it transforms you forever. It's a very natural process that happens and we all women have this capacity. And the more we do it naturally by following this process and the more we gain confidence that we can be a mother, that we are gonna make the right decisions for our children. And we touch the full power of our capacities. How amazing. Yes, it sounds really amazing. Uh, from, from my view, I don't understand it fully, but probably most of the women know what you're talking about. I, I, I think childbirth should have been the most natural thing in the world, but for some reason, uh, even this sacred, intimate and foundational moment in our family has been stripped down of its uh, authentic, magical and uh, sacral expression. What are the options that are available for the couples who want to experience this sublime moment in its full glory? Um, what is natural birth and why natural birth is so important? So there is different things um, that can be done. There is first understanding what is the natural process and what happens when we let it flow. And that is something very important. So while a lady is pregnant with her partner, they both need to investigate and understand what it is to be, to be pregnant. What happens in her belly? You know, um, how you go to give birth because this process of giving birth is not just the woman on her own. The baby does so many different movements to manage to come out, you know, and he does seven different types of movements. So you need to, by understanding what happens through your body, the natural process, these contractions that are there to help you and support you and that are not there to hurt you. Never, they're here to accompany this natural process. And when you understand that the uterus is the strongest muscle that exists, you know, women, we have this muscle and this muscle allows us to create life. When we understand that this process, this contraction that it does is intense. Oh yes, it is. But you are bringing a newborn, a new human being into life. Of course it is intense. But when you understand that this intensity happens for you and every time a new contraction comes along, you are closer to having your babies in your arms. And the more it's okay to go through it. So, so what you're saying is uh, not the man is stronger than woman, but basically the woman is stronger than man by having the strongest muscle in her, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I think women and men are complementary. Yes. And we've yes. got 
beauty you know to we have we are lucky to, to, to be complementary to each other and we've got things to bring to each other but the the men are here to protect women so I still think like physically men are stronger than women but this muscle is the strongest muscle of all that sounds and awesome. us women have got it <laughs> yeah, yeah that sounds really really interesting I didn't know it and you, you said that there, there, there are like seven types of movement of the baby. So how should the mother connect with those movements? And should the mother navigate the baby through the way out to the road? So giving birth is a dance between the mom and the baby. And when you dance, you have to move. So um, during the pregnancy, a woman gets more and more in tune with her um with her intuition you know and all along the pregnancy the mother can start connecting with her baby you know in, in your head you can speak to the baby explain what you're doing um sing song to him or her when he's still in the womb there is all this connection that you create through the pregnancy that when you go to give birth you're already connected to your baby and then you have to accept to let go in a dance by allowing your body to move. And by doing this, you allow your baby to find its own way to come to go down the canal of birth and arrive in the world. So, so, so basically the mother should be supporting the baby in the birds by dancing together with it and singing and trying to talk and guide and give strength to it. But isn't it a bit hard to do with all the medications that the, the woman takes so during birth? What, what is important in the process of birth is that the woman needs to feel secure, okay? And we all women are unique. We all... Um, need have different needs we've got common needs when we give birth that are we need to be able to drink we need to be able to eat we need to be able to be free to move our body that is really important birth is the end of a sexual act okay birth is intimate where you need to see giving birth as like putting yourself in an environment where you want to have an orgasm. Okay. Instead of being afraid. When you compare giving birth to, it's a sec, because it's a sexual act, having an orgasm, then every woman can start thinking, hmm, what would I need to feel comfortable to have an orgasm? <laughs> so having hundreds of people coming in and out of a room, having lots of bright lights around, putting you wide open with your sex, like for everybody to look what's happening. I am not sure this supports the best, um, the process, but what happens is how the woman feels secure and comfortable with, okay? So, is it better for her to go to hospital? Is it better for her to stay home? Is it better for her to be in a car? 
to give birth <laughs> that completely depends to the lady. Okay. So I, I think all that information uh, is not given to the women that are going to give birth. And uh, something needs to be done in that direction because they, they go and they present them with something that's going to happen, like go to hospital, then the doctor is going to take care of it. But women don't know how much they need to learn and educate for themselves about birth in order to have it an easy and flowing process. And everybody hears, oh, it's difficult, it's painful, but in the same time, it's the best thing that happened to me. But how can it be difficult and painful and in the same time and dangerous and in the same time, the best thing that happens? Yeah, I think the whole this conception and understanding should be changed and yeah how do you think should should this happen so well this is why i'm creating this podcast birth real and i'm also launching it in french because i am french yes. but i am bilingual so that, that's that's the whole aim of my my intention that is coming this podcast i, I hope it reaches it reaches many many people yeah yeah and 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 it will ladies need that our humanity needs it not um, only ladies yeah men as well i think men as well men as well because when men understand how important their role is for their lady when yeah. the partner understand that he is the protector of the space where the lady's gonna dance with the baby for the baby to be born. When, when the dad or the partner takes his own his place in this process, then the mom can go and do what she needs to do with the baby. So there is really, how do we give a space for man to participate in this process? It makes it makes sense. Yeah, I think the father should be taking part. And in many many places in the world, they don't even let the the dads inside the room. They just lock him out. It's totally wrong, to, according to me. So uh, about the natural birth, what are the benefits of the natural birth? What are the risks, and are there any negative sides of it? Lots of people, doctors, mothers are afraid of home births. Is it beneficial for the baby, for the mother? What are your thoughts on this? Um, I think giving birth is a, is a unique moment of a person's life. And each time the woman gives birth, it's a unique moment. And there is so much power in the process that it has been scary and people have developed this fear around birth. Bec why? And it's understandable because everybody wants to be safe while they are giving birth and everybody wants the baby to be safe too. So that, that's why everybody wants to remove the danger, okay? But nature is well done. This medical system has been put in place only for the last hundred years, you know? Our civilization has been here 
for hundreds, thousands of years before. And women didn't need support. They were just doing it. We are mammals. We have got that instinct capacity in our, um, um, in our reptilian brain to give birth. But what happens in our society is that there are beliefs that are being passed through generation that birth is dangerous, that birth is painful, that, that your baby can die, that you can die. And this is all being taken out of context of what happened through the history of time. The, 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 when you hear the specialist talking about birth at home, they don't have any hemorrhagie. Does hemorrhagie, do you understand? Um, hemorrhagie? Emotions? Uh, um, no. W when you give birth at home, Okay. and the placenta comes out. Okay. One of the main fear is that there's going to be a lot of, the woman's going to lose a lot of blood okay. after the placenta comes out. Okay. When you give birth at home, this like never happens. And when you're in a hospital, it happens to, depends on the countries, I guess, but maybe one out of two women where there is more blood that comes out that is like bringing some fear in it. But at home, it doesn't happen. So there is something that in hospital we must be missing or we have forgotten because we think we need to be hands-on what's happening to make sure that the baby and the mummy are fine. Maybe the stress? There is stress in, when you understand how the hormones work okay you've got the oxytocin and you've got the adrenaline that happens in the birth and how they mix together the oxytocin is a really um shy hormone it appears when you want to make love and it doesn't go on well with with adrenaline okay adrenaline is that rush of you're scared of something And why don't they go on together? Because we, you ladies, when we go and give birth, if we were in, um, in a forest and suddenly there's a wolf that comes along that wants to eat us, we need to have an adrenaline rush, a fight or flight, you know, uh, uh, this, this reaction that makes her go, okay, we're stopping to give birth. We need to run, okay? And then after the oxytocin will come along and we can give birth again. Okay, so this was to survive. This mechanism has been put in place so we survived in nature and we did, so it worked really well. Now in a hospital, this adrenaline is easily triggered because people come in and out. If people keep asking you, would you like some drugs to support you? Oh, you look really tired. You don't, you're not going to be able to do it. Why just don't you have the drug that is going to help you? Of course, it brings some fear in the lady and it takes her out of the, 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 the dance that she's supposed to do, her and her baby. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The doctors are taking away the 
responsibility of the woman to focus and to do what she should do and be in touch with her uh, inner voice. But uh, how, how should the woman uh, start listening or improve that inner voice connection that comes from the reptilian brain, like you said? How should do they develop it? The, the way to develop that intuition is to start listening to your fears. To your fears? To your fears. So when you're pregnant, you're going to face fears. You know, I'm scared of giving birth. I'm scared of uh, that something happens to my baby. And, and you need to go and investigate why are you scared? What is the belief? What is happening inside this um, mechanism in your head that is pushing you to have fear? Is it because your own birth was complicated? So go and ask your parents, if you can, what happened to you when you were born? Is it because you've heard so many people with bad experience? What is happening inside you? So ideally, while you're pregnant, you can be accompanied maybe by a doula or by, or by it can also be your midwife. It can also be a doctor as long as you get um, like same level relationship, a relationship where you can speak about anything, that there is no judgment in the conversation. So having somebody next to you, next to the couple that supports the process really helps. So basically you should find the right person uh, build trust that is going to help you in your home birth. Okay. And that sounds very, very good. And the next thing I was going to ask you exactly the same, how should the couple prepare for the home birth? Should they have some special inventory boat, a part of uh, having the good connection with the lady or the person who is going to help with the birth? What, how should they prepare? wherever the birth's going to happen, the couple needs to be solid. The couple, you know, when, when a lady um, is pregnant, she is discovering everything. She's potentially more moody. She is crying all the time, maybe, or she gets angry like she never used to. She's got, she wants some certain food and she wants to do some things that she never has before. And the man or the partner, they're lost. They've got no idea what is happening. They see their women changing. And I'm sure you, you, you've experienced that. I have, I have, yes. And, and, and it's like, what's my place? And if the communication in the couple, it's a perfect time to increase the communication in the couple. To make this couple is the start of the family. You know, it's the rock where the family is going to sit on. So it's super important that while the pregnancy comes along, the couple, you know, builds in and be super solid in communication. The ladies, um, men, the masculine side of us and the feminine side of us, you know, they have got different needs. Like... It, it, with my husband, um, before, if I was in the kitchen and I was 
cutting carrots, but I needed him to help me to do something else. Um, and he would come to me and he would say, can I help you? And I would just go, no, it's okay, I'm gonna do it. But then I would get super frustrated, okay? But as soon as I discovered that I could tell him, yes, man needs tasks. They need clear tasks. That's so true. As I started to say, okay, you cut, I don't know, you cut these potatoes. I need to make that soup. Could you please cut the potatoes, um, boil the water? And my man started to be much more supportive because he knew what I needed. We need to come out as ladies from this belief that man are like Prince Charming and they can understand everything we need. They want to. A happy man is happy because he sees his lady happy. How is the lady happy? Because she can express to the man what she needs from him. And then the man can decide, yes, I will do that for you. Or mm, maybe not like that, but could we try this? You know, and all this dance in the couple is to build the communication because the communication needs super strong to go and give birth, to go and get the labor and the delivery part of the process. Because the woman needs to have expressed to the man what she wants for the birth. And the man needs to have had the chance to express to the lady, yes, and I can hear what you want, but I also have my own fears. The man is allowed to express his fears too. And between the two of them, they build to get to that moment where the baby's gonna arrive. Thank you for those advices. I think uh, I'll take them all. And uh, I, I totally agree that lots of the times women expect men to do certain things or even they say something they shouldn't do, but they expect them to do. So they give the opposite advice. And this is the way where everything goes wrong. The communication needs to go straight and we should expect from each other. We should tell to each other what we expect and grow from there. I'm totally agree. Yeah, so in, in home birth, are there any different phases during the birth process and uh, what should be expected by the mother and the father and the person supporting the home birth? Like any birth, the, the, at some point, the lady will get into this vortex that will take her to go and, and, and get her baby. So there is the process is the same wherever we are. Um, what is important is the lady needs to feel safe. She needs to feel supported. So her man, when he goes to support the birth or the partner, wherever the birth happens, the man needs to be present. When I mean present, the man cannot be on his phone texting his mate or playing a game. It, it, it seems to be happening a lot, you know? Man has to be fully present there and they have to believe. They shall believe that the woman knows how to do it and show the woman full trust. I'm here for you. You can go 
and get your baby. I am supporting you in this process. I know you're doing the best you can and I trust you know how to do it. And I am here to hold the space for you. And I am here to press on your back if that's what you need. And I am here to take you in my arms because as we said, the, um, the birth is part of the sexuality. So being physically close to each other, if the lady wants it and feels like it, is great for her. She needs that strong support. She needs that man's side that is here like a rock while she goes in and let go of everything to open up and let the baby arrive. So beautifully said. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying that the, the doula is very important for the home birth, that there needs to be a very, very deep connection with her. But if something goes wrong in the in the home birth, how should should they do? What should they do? Should they go to the hospital? Why should they go to the hospital? What can go wrong to expect or how to prevent it? Okay. Anything can go wrong at any time in life. You can take your car to go shopping. You take your car to go shopping all the time. And one day there's a car that arrives you know, and you have an accident. There are accidents on the journey. We cannot plan for accidents. But what we can do is we can go with the confidence that this process is a natural process, that our body knows how to do it, that our journey, we are made to have babies. We are made to give birth to a baby and the placenta that comes along with it. Okay. And we can, and we need, what we can understand is that, yes, things can go wrong. But when there is somebody supporting the birth that knows about birth, they will know if something goes wrong. Because it doesn't go wrong within a second. It doesn't go from, it was all right, beam, suddenly it's wrong. It doesn't, it takes some time. So there is a process, there is a wave that comes and the wave comes. And at some point, the person who holds the space, like a doula, like a midwife, can say, okay, now maybe there's something that is not happening like the process, okay? The respect of the process is essential. At home, the, pro the birth process is respected because there is no intervention. There is no new people, you know. Um, you, you are, everybody in this room is love. The doula, the midwife that comes along with you needs to feel like a strong attachment for the couple that is about to have the baby. If this attachment isn't there, then this person shouldn't be in the room. And this is all the problem that we get when we get in hospital because these people, doctors and midwives, they are doing their best. I truly believe they are doing their best, but they don't know you. They don't know who you are. They're not emotionally attached to you. So they're doing their best in what they know, but they also have maybe four, five, six, seven other births happening. 
So the connection is different. And when we are in hospital, the person that is very important is if you can have a doula in, in the room is perfect. But the dad, the dad is here. The dad is the one that knows the mom the best. You know, he is going, he doesn't know what's going to happen because his wife is about to go wild and start roaring with some noise that he's never heard from her that could maybe scare him. But if the dad believes, I know she can do it, then he holds the space and he protects his lady from anything that happens around. I think that information should be broadcasted to everybody who is going to have children anytime. Because I, I don't think this even, maybe even less than 1% of the people give birth that way with that understanding of the process of what the, the father should be doing, of what the mother should be doing. And it's a, a bit sad, I think, but I hope things change. And they're going to change because you and me, we're here and we're going to promote and we are promoting this yeah. message. I also, did, yeah, I also didn't know this information. And now by you telling me this, I'm really, really thankful to you because uh, I'll be, I'll be, sending that message to everybody I know who are going to have children and it's really really important to help the process but uh, can we talk about the placenta I have read that the placenta is very important and when the child is born it should be left uncut at least for 10-15 minutes so that the child can absorb all the nutrients but in birth at the hospitals doctors get it and throw it away like it's unnecessary it's evil I think you have a special role for the placenta. Would you share with us why is that and what is this special role? I love the placenta. I'm passionate about the placenta. On our last, uh, with my third birth, so six months ago, we left my baby attached to her placenta up till the placenta detached itself on its own from her belly button. The placenta is the twin of the baby. The baby, it belongs to the baby. The baby holds the cord, you know, and plays with it all the time that it's in the belly. It's a friend. It's part of the baby, okay? And it has a lot of the blood, I think 20% of the blood still in the placenta when the baby comes out, okay? So the placenta should really be cut by the dad only two hours after, much longer than what we know, because the placenta has got all this blood that belongs to the baby in it, okay? And when they're both out, the placenta still feeds the baby with his own blood. And this blood is so important. Imagine losing 20% of your blood right now, how you would feel. <laughs> okay, Not so good. leaving these placenta attached to the baby as long as possible is key. Could it, could it cause any, any problems? And why the doctors don't, I mean, could it cause any problems if it stay attached, the placenta stays attached longer. And why in hospitals, the doctors don't know about it and don't do it? 
I'm not a doctor, so I can't comment on, on why. What I think is when the baby comes out, when you understand that when the baby comes out um, of the body, there's a massive rush of adrenaline that comes in the room because the woman needs so much strength, you know, to push the head of the baby out of her womb. Okay. So this has, and it brings adrenaline and adrenaline brings fear. And when we're in hospital, as we were saying, the doctors have got six or seven other ladies that are giving birth. So they need things to go quick. Okay. It's yeah, part of, come on, let's go. Let, let's do it. Let's cut it. It's done. This is done. Let's go and do something else. Like on, on a conveyor. So the placenta, when the baby comes out, is still in the mother's womb. And it needs some time to come out at its own speed. Okay. When the mama, the mom is with the baby. Okay. Because the placenta needs the same condition to come out as the baby. And we need to give the placenta some time to come out. And we need to have a baby next to us, us ladies, so we can produce some more oxytocin. So the placenta naturally comes out. Okay, so basically the baby should be taken by the mother in the first couple of hours and let the placenta go out naturally. Yes, and, and respect the fact that the placenta needs some time to come out. And there is also some exercise to learn with visualization to support that placenta coming out and coming out in one piece. And th there's lots of things to do, which is uh, it's fascinating. There's so much um, exercise we can do on this, okay? And when the placenta is out, we at least can wait that the cord stop uh, beating because the cord beats. When the stop the, the when you touch the the cord and it stopped beating, then maybe it's the right time to to cut the placenta if you want to cut it. Okay, so what, what kind of exercises you can suggest? Uh, have you read about? Um, it, 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 like how to open up to let your baby go through you. Uh, like to so it, there are visualization exercises. Okay, okay. where you visualize um, for the placenta to come out you visualize that you're removing um, the paper wall from a wall. So you, you imagine pulling that paper wall with your hands slowly, gently. So the, 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 um, the placenta removes himself from all his bits, little per little as just one bit. And the body knows how to do it and trust the process. But there's not gonna be complication. So there, there is no no pushing required, just relaxation, yeah. visualization. There, there, there is there is pushing required at the end when the placenta is at the entrance um, uh, of the cervix and it wants to come out. So there is there is um, part of it. So actually, the woman can feel the placenta going down the same way as the baby, right? Um, you can't, I, I personally haven't felt it. You can feel it when it's right touching, want to come out of you, basically, like the head of a baby. Okay. okay? 
when and, it's in and, the and end. at that point there is naturally a, a, a feel like okay this is uncomfortable now something is trying to come out of me and I'm going to push to support it nice <laughs> I've heard about people freezing the placenta and then using it when the baby when the baby's grown up and for immune for cells like immune cells and I've heard it's also good to uh, plant a tree with it so somehow this placenta has got all the good cells of your baby it's got all the um all the cells of it you know all the i would the word that comes to me is clean but it's not clean it's it's all the it's got this potential um of your baby cell so if you can keep it keep it if you don't it if you don't know what to do with it just freeze it for now and then read about it because you can do some um, homeopathy with it. Um, you can you can also burn it, and the rest of what's left you crush it, and then you can also use it. It's magical. It, it's it's it has lots of properties, and we could speak about it for hours. Okay, so um, but there's some information that can yeah. I, I didn't know about it. But it's, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And I don't think anybody you can knows also about eat it. it. Okay. Eat it. Yes. To support the contractions after uh, after the birth, because we can, women continue having contractions, so they're not as strong. And I know this sounds gross, and it's like, it's what are you talking about? You're going to eat a part, uh, an organ that is yours, you know? It, for us, it's like completely gross. But we are mammals, okay? And yeah. every mammal, if you look at a cat, if you look at a dog, if you've got some pets, they eat their placentas, okay? Yeah, they do. The, 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 the cats, um, when the baby comes out, they, they lick the placenta, and they eat the placenta. Okay, so this is a very controversial subject. Okay, but there is lots to learn and about the placenta. I'm not saying every woman should eat their placenta. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying it has it can also have some beneficial um, yeah. uh, properties. Let, let let everybody investigate and learn further because you that's a very very interesting topic that needs lots of thorough investigation. So, so during the, the birth, how do the babies participate in the birth itself? And how should the mother acknowledge this and connect with the baby during birth? And should uh, the, what will happen if the mother takes painkillers? Should the connection be lost with the baby then? Whatever the mother decides to do, because it's her journey, okay? What is very important is that she keep the connection in her head with her baby, okay? Because if she needs an, ep an epidural, is that how you say it in English, epidural? I think so, yeah. Epidural. Um, and that's what she needs to do, it's okay. But she needs to remember that then her baby is gonna potentially have to do the work on his own. Okay, and he's got these seven movements that he needs to physically do, you know, that are subconscious that he knows how to do, but 
now the woman cannot help him anymore by changing her position to support him doing these moves. Mm, it's interesting. So we're having a and you are not moving anymore because you can't feel your legs anymore. You cannot physically help the process of your baby going through you down. Okay. Um, so that, that, that's one thing, but what the lady can do at any time is to connect to her baby in her head. How do you connect to your baby? Just say, it's okay. You know, it was really hard for me. I was suffering so much. I was so tired. I decided to take some medicine, but you, you know how to do it. Come on, you can do it. I'm here with you. I'm so looking forward that you're in my arms. Do the process. Come on, you can do it. So, okay. And the dad is here for that too. The dad also with the intention can connect to his baby and say, okay, come on. We're here for you. We're waiting for you. Do what you have to do in the head, you know, no need to voice anything. We do that all the time. We talk to uh, ourselves all the time. So we can also talk to our babies. That's beautiful. Um, and nowadays, nowadays, the cesarean section is very popular. It is easy. No one gets too much stress. But is it really a better option to do cesarean? And what's the difference between the natural birth and the cesarean? Uh, I've heard that uh, in natural birth, when the baby goes out, it has much better immune system. And with cesarean, it's not like that. What's the difference? And is there an impact on the baby I think, itself? I think it's it's really all about where the mummy position herself in. You know, a, a woman that wants a cesarean, whatever, she can also be accompanied by somebody that supports her in that cesarean process, okay? Mm -hmm. So it all depends on how the lady lives it. If the lady goes through a, a natural birth, but she really doesn't want to, and have a terrible experience, then maybe that will be worse for the mother and the baby than somebody who will have had a cesarean and feel really comfortable with what happened, okay? So it, it all depends on how the ladies are prepared. What I know from my own experience and from what I can see and I can hear is that giving birth allows us to touch a power that we've never had before, that is not given to us at any other moment in life. And when we get the chance to connect to that power, we become stronger person. We transform ourselves. Okay. So it's all about that transformation that we are given to live through this process. So basically the natural birth process is empowering for the woman and after that she's a different and stronger person. Can you imagine that? You, on your own, have managed to create life. Okay, you got a partner to create life, but you've managed to get out of your body 
on your own with your baby both together you you have created life i mean that is the most powerful thing you can do the satisfaction and the confidence that you get from it i've done it i've done it we've done it the, the connection with your baby, the oxytocin that it produces in the room straight after the baby is born naturally is so intense that doctors, midwives, doulas that, that you know, attend the birth get drugged with it. You know, it's the most amazing thing that exists. I like this expression. Is there something for the mother to prepare one week before the expected birth, like a, maybe daily habits to introduce or any special foods or how to keep herself calm in the last weeks? Yeah, dates. 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 I've heard about dates as well. Dates. There's also um, uh, raspberry um, leaves that are also given as a infusion. Okay that helps uh helps to relax your uterus you know okay. get, and dates um they've done some scientific uh studies about dates finding that um they really help in uh, the cervix to open up and the process to be facilitated okay okay dates and 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 the woman needs to nourish herself, not just food. She needs to look after herself, do what she wants and feel like, you know, have baths, go for walks, do things that make her feel loved. So the oxytocin inside her body increases. So she's ready to give birth. Amazing. And during the pregnancy, what are the most important things that the couple should not go without, like uh, maybe bird classes, some maybe books to read and get prepared, exercises, meditation, music, walks in nature. What I've heard is, is very beneficial for the, for the woman to watch sunrises and sunsets because seeing those in nature and being in nature and freeing her mind connects with the baby and the baby also has more energy as well. Any, any being, in nature, being in nature is a need that we all have. We all come from nature. We, we used to live 100% of our time in nature. Okay. So now, basically. yes, now we live in houses away from nature. So connecting to nature as much as possible for the life in general. And of course, when you're pregnant is, 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 a, is a must. Okay, okay. So maybe mostly going in nature, maybe grounding, working barefoot. Uh, Absolutely. What about what about the cold showers? Should you do cold showers? Uh, <laughs> the cold showers is more like a, a challenge with me to myself. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think... Um, I, I get pleasure from my cold shower because of the intention I put behind, but I'll definitely go for hot showers. Okay. If I was pregnant, I would just go, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> maybe, maybe Epsom salt, salt baths, warm Epsom salt baths. Any, anything that we are all unique people. We okay. are 
all we all trigger uh, uh, we need to nourish ourselves a woman that is nourished in her heart in her head with what she reads in her body with having bath being in nature is a woman that will arrive to her labor much more prepared and in, in good conditions Okay, okay, nice. So uh, let, let's prepare. Sorry, you yeah. know, because you asked what to do, being accompanied by somebody you feel you can tell anything to. All right. That, that is the, the must to. So, so share all your, your troubles and emotional blockages. Yeah, Don't keep them inside. Maybe at the end of the pregnancy, you're going to have hemorrhoids. Mm -hmm. No. You, yes, you need to be able to say it when you go to see a doctor. If you don't think there is space for you to talk about that, and the person doesn't say, "Okay, what's happening in your life? Why are you getting these symptoms? Are you, is there something that bothers you?" That is how you accompany a woman to understand herself better. And, and, and probably uh, the mother should be talking to the baby all the time, like uh, Dunov says, that this is the time to tell our babies how we want them to be. Oh, we want them to be, maybe not. This is the time we can say about who we are. Who we are, okay. We can talk about who we are with our babies and say, look, today I went for a walk and I'm so looking forward to show you that tree. Okay. And today I got really annoyed because that happened, but it has nothing to do with you. It's just me. I'm human and I have emotions. And I go through my emotions. And the one thing that everybody could do to help babies be more vital when they arrive is sing to them. Babies love music. They love singing. Whatever, whatever you like is the most important. So sing to your baby anything you want, but sing and dance and have joy and show them that this life is going to be fun. So they want to, to, to come and join you in your family. Thank you for this. And uh, let's prepare other moms about possible burnouts after birth. What should they know about it? And can you share your experience with your burnouts? When, when did it happen and, and why? Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I had a burnout um, when I went back to work after my second child. Uh, he was seven months old and I was trying to be super mum. Um, and, and my burnout was the best thing that ever happened in my life, uh, to be fully honest, now that I have a bit of, now that it's in the past. Um, but what I want to say, that the, when we're pregnant, there's a lot of people that support us. And it's like, when the baby arrives, that's it life can continue and go back to how it was before. But life will never go back to how it was before. And it's okay. There is a new baby in your life that is going to change your life forever. And in the antique cultures, they suggest that the woman, after the baby's born, spend 40 days in bed. Okay, hear me? 40 days where she has got no obligation around the house and she just gets to learn and cuddle her baby. Okay, 
these 40 days is an investment for the 40 years that comes along. When your body has opened up, it needs some time to close back, okay? And in the ancient cultures, they had found that it was 42 days exactly. The 42 days after, after, after giving birth, stay in your bed, look after your baby, spend as much time as you can with him or her. You need to create that link, this magical link that is the base of the rest of your life. And that is some preparation that you can do while you're pregnant. Because you can't give birth and go, oh yeah, and by the way, now I'm staying in bed and nothing is happening. <laughs> you need to prepare for it, okay? okay? So it's a very good question that you asked here, is it's important that during the pregnancy, there is some preparation that is done about the afterbirth. So, so okay. what should they, should they be doing in the 40 days? Like cuddling, breastfeeding? The, the, oh, the baby and the mom stuck with each other. Okay, just never let go and just sing and talk to... Yeah. This is how you can get the breastfeeding going really well. It can be tricky at the start, but it's normal. It's a process that is new for you and for your baby. You both have to learn how you work with each other. You know, and, and stick to your baby, have a scarf, but also for your pelvic floor, spend the first week laying down, the second week sat on your bed, and the third week walking around your bed. And then go back into your normal, um, you, you can hear my family, it's lunchtime here, so you can hear my family going. Okay, and that fourth week, just um, then start again your life, but slowly. It's a time of the feminine expression. Okay. It's a time where you should just be enjoying what's there. So, so just no rush and enjoy the moment in the first the moment. And, and have your friends coming not to be served a meal, but with some food for you, some warm foods, preparing, coming to clean your house, mm -hmm. you know, with the intention of supporting this new family. And this is done so well. Um, it was done so well before, you know, in some, in some cultures, the lady wouldn't stay at home. So she would go back to her mom's and to do nothing, to be able to have this, capacity of doing nothing because today we ask so much of us women you know but this period of life is the moment where to just respect ourselves and go okay I am just gonna look after my baby my body and stay super calm and in, in Bulgaria we have understanding that the first 40 days no one should come in in the home where the baby is born so maybe that makes sense as well the, the woman should be staying in bed and just supporting the baby. And, yeah. But the dad needs help too, because the dad needs help. So the, the, the family shouldn't come and in the space, but they can come at the door and they can bring the food, you know, so the dad can continue looking after the other children or somebody, a woman can come, somebody can come along and look after the children 
do the, the cleaning of the house, but leave the sacred space of the bedroom to the mom and her baby. Understand. And the dad can come along and the children, of course, can come in and out. I'm not saying it's a prison. I'm saying it's a place where the woman can just now come back, you know, after this journey that she just had, come back and ground herself Slowly. and discover her baby. Yeah. I have just a couple, a couple of questions left. Uh, one of them is, uh, what, what do you want to see in school nowadays? Do you think the current education does not serve the purpose for children born in 21st century? And what should change? You said creativity. Our children have got all their needs inside them to become the person they are meant to be. And for that to happen, we need to give them a space where they can be themselves and continue having this creativity that is their own. If when we sat 30 children in the same room and asked them to draw the same tree, I am not sure this is allowing our children to stay with their unicity. So this example is not what really happens in school, you know, and I know teachers do their best. I am absolutely convinced everybody do their best with what they've got. Okay. But I think we as parents are chosen to accompany our children around along the way. So the school has got their role, you know, they're supporting our society, but us parents, how can we be more present with our children? And we don't have to be present all the time. Of course, we've got our work, we've got our chores, and we've got things that we have to do. But every day, spending even just a few minutes with your child being present, without thinking of the laundry, without thinking of the next shopping, without thinking of the problem at work, and be there with them, that makes a world for them. I think we, we parents should be the main teachers to our children and don't leave everything to education when they start going to nursery and then, okay, everything is done. It's not supposed to anything to do. And we are the main teachers. If you are able to tell someone who would otherwise never hear what you have to say about home birth and pregnancy, what would you tell them? Some basic points to get them started. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. You have everything you need to give birth to your baby and the placenta that comes along. Go and look at your fears. Go and look at what makes you uncomfortable because these part of you have got keys for you. And the more you advance in these subjects with yourself and the more you'll be ready to accompany your child in his own journey. And also invest some time in your couple because this is the rock and the start of your family. That's the most important thing. 
you know, as a base of your family. Thank you. That's uh, words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest. I really admire you as a person who has given birth to three children and going out there and sharing her experience and trying to help other moms as well. I'm sure you'll reach many women and influence them to be more confident in their births and taking ownership of the whole birth process and preparation together with their partner. You certainly influenced me and I learned a lot from you. Thank you for all that and wish you all the best in your path. Thank you. Thank you because you've prepared really well for this interview too. And I can see all the prep you've done and thank you for, for allowing my words to come out this way. Thank you, and uh, I wish we, we, we could speak again sometimes in the future and share you more, the, the more knowledge you get from your podcast. And I hope my listeners listen to yours because pregnancy and birth is very, very important in everybody's life, and we should take ownership of this. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye.